Thor, what do you know? Is he asleep? No, no. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Thor. Thor. Come on. We're gonna start. Come on. Just like we practice. Come on. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> Come on. Just like we practice. Come on. Good morning. <clears throat> no, you're afternoon. Um. Good evening. No. No. Good night. No, Thor. Just like we practice. Good morning. You start with good morning. <clears throat> good morning to you too. No, Thor. God. Oh, we should have got an Iron Man. Just roll the intro. Okay. Um, roll the intro. <clears throat> roll the intro. Oh, yes. Roll the intro. Hello, well, uh, welcome back. Uh, thank you for watching that intro there. Uh, that was my best um, uh, shot at, uh, at uh, unhealthy Thor, or I don't know if it's okay to say uh, fat Thor anymore, but uh, also my thing is coming apart a little bit here. Today, I have a full audience here. I have a, and I'm not lying to you guys, I actually have an audience. I know sometimes you guys believe like I'm just lying just to not make myself feel lonely. There's people here. I got There's people here. Not like in here, but they're actually here. Anyways, anyways, so uh, today we're going to have some fun because uh, we're actually going to talk about some scary stories. I, I actually don't have any big news today for you guys like I normally do. The family's here, kids are here, and uh, it's Halloween. So let's have a little bit of fun. Let's disconnect a little bit from all this, you know, reality uh, just just for a little bit, um, you know, and, and leave some of those... Uh, those uh, real scary stories of the real world behind. But for now, uh, I have uh, some stories for you guys that I found around the internet um, that are stories from actually around the world. So let's get into it. Get your popcorn, uh, you know, your drink, your food, turn the lights down, get a pillow. They're like, am I going to go to sleep or we're going <laughs> to? Um, yeah, get comfy. Uh, this is going to be a, a family friendly, friendly uh, show. Don't worry. Um, but I wouldn't have like little, little, little kids, uh, because then they're gonna not want to sleep in their bed and sleep with you. Like mine are going to sleep with me tonight because then you're like, you know, to be fair, I don't want to sleep with myself either. <laughs> Sorry. I just, it gets into, it gets in my mouth. It gets all over the place. The first story we have, uh, out of, uh, it's actually out of, um, Japan. And that is a story about Mary San no Denwa. <laughs> Uh, and it translates allegedly, roughly, to phone call from Mary, which I'm like, meh, maybe not, because you know, it's not true. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> Sorry. 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 <laughs> this popular Japanese urban legend is about a porcelain doll. After being abandoned by her owner, she decides to murder her. For every step she takes, Getting closer and closer to her victim, she greets the girl with a phone call. What sounds like a prank at the beginning of the story grows darker and darker in tone as the story goes on. So here's how it starts. A family moving houses with their daughter throws away a porcelain doll named Mary. That night, the girl gets a phone call. Hi, it's Mary. I'm in the garbage dump. 
The girl hangs up. But the phone rings again. Hi, it's Mary. I'm at the corner store. The girl hangs the phone, but the phone rings a third time. And the voice says, Hi, it's Mary. I'm in front of your house. The girl, irritated, works up the courage to open the front door. But sees nobody there. Must be a prank, she thinks. And then the phone rings again. Hi, it's Mary. I'm right behind you. The girl turns around and the door shuts. Close. Yeah, you scared you, huh? Dev, I scared I got you. Because I got them for the second time. Same story. They're probably thinking like, it's going to be, please be Bob. Don't be Mary. Don't be Mary. It's Bob. Don't be Mary. <laughs> it was Mary. She got her. Gotcha. All right. Let's move on to another story. And then this one comes out of uh, the USA. And that is Bloody Mary. The urban legend is about a girl, a young girl named Mary Worth was very pretty and would spend hours admiring herself in front of her mirror. One day, she suffered a terrible accident and her face became so disfigured that nobody could stand the sight of her. One night, after deciding she had to see the damage for herself, she crept into the bathroom and stared at herself in the mirror and broke down screaming and crying. She wanted her old face back so badly that she walked into the mirror vowing to find it but was never found again to this day she haunts girls who can summon her if they dare by turning off the bathroom lights and calling her three times bloody mary bloody mary bloody mary not scared of that, don't worry. Don't worry. I bet you all people are like, oh, he's gonna slam the guest again. No, don't worry. That was so scary as it is. So scary. I'm scary, I'm not gonna lie. I'm scared. I'm not gonna I'm I'm scared. I I I am I'm I'm a I'm a Yoron. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, I, I get scared really easily about these stories. Uh I was watching uh a movie the other day, by the way. Spoiler alert, the movie, the what's the doll movie? The boy. So dumb. Okay, but throughout the whole movie, I was like, oh, okay, 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 that was scary. And uh, yeah, it had pretty good scares, but uh, it was not even a real scary movie. It was more of like a cycle. Again, spoiler alert. And uh, I was terrified. I was terrified. I'm not going to lie to you. I kept asking my daughter, I'm like, you scared? No, you tampoco. I'm not, I didn't get scared either. But at the moment, don't leave me out here. Don't leave me back here. It was scary. It was scary shit. Sorry. All right. Uh, the last story we have. Again, guys, this is just a very light show. Thank you for watching. If you're watching this, um, we're just, you know, family time, scary stuff. I don't have anything else better to do anyways. Let's go ahead and uh, read a story from the classic uh, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark book. And that is the Just Delicious. Before we started filming, we read a couple uh, of these with my family. And they're like, meh, meh. Which, to be quite frank, I was like... There's something wrong with you guys. Like, who are your parents? I was kind of scared when I read by myself. I was reading him in here earlier by myself. I got to turn the light on. I was like, you know, I was telling uh, Wex over here, turn on the lights. I don't say her name because then she starts doing stuff. Uh, I was like, turn on the lights. You're not filming podcasts. Callate! 
Turn the lights on. Scared. Uh, okay, let's get into this one, shall we? Just delicious. What's the story? George Flint loved to eat. Each day at noon, he closed his camera shop for two hours and went home for a big lunch with his wife, Mina, who cooked for him. George was a bully, and Mina was a timid woman who did everything as he asked because she was afraid of him. On his way home from lunch one day, George stopped at the butcher shop and bought a pound of liver. He loved liver. He would have Mina cook it for, for him for dinner every other night. Despite all of his complaints about her, she was actually a very good cook. While George ate his lunch, Mina told him that a rich old woman in town had died. Her body was in was at church next door. It was an open coffin. Anyone who wanted to see her could. As usual, George was not interested in what she had to say. I have to go back to work, he said. After he left, Mina began to cook his liver. She added vegetables and spices and sim simmered it all afternoon. Just the way George liked it. When she thought it was done, she cut, her, she cut herself a small piece just to taste it. It was delicious. The best she had ever made. She ate a second piece and a third. It was so good, she could not stop eating it. It was only when the liver was all gone that she thought of George. He would be coming home soon. What would he do when he found out she had eaten all of his liver. Some men would laugh, not George. He would be angry and mean, and she didn't want to face that again. Where could she get another piece of liver that late in the day? Then she remembered the old woman, woman lying at church next door. George said he had, had never had a better dinner. Have some liver, Mina, he said. It's just delicious. Best you've ever made. I'm not hungry, she said. You finish it. That night, after George had fallen asleep, Mina sat in bed trying to read. But all she could think about was what she had then she thought she heard a woman's voice. Who has my liver? It asked. Who has it? Was it her imagination? Was she dreaming? But the voice got closer. Who has my liver? It asked again. Who has it? Mina wanted to run. No, no, she, she whispered. I don't have it. I don't have your liver. Now the voice was right next to her. Who has my liver? It asked. Who has it? Mina froze with terror. And she pointed at George. He, he does, she said. He has it. Suddenly the light went out and George screamed. Ah! <laughs>
and that's it. That's it. Well, you are, that's it. There's nothing else. We don't know what happened to George. There are speculations, though. Some people think that, you know, George was screaming and, excuse me, and, uh, and happiness. Others, others think that George, George is gone. That he was eaten by, by the old woman. Who knows? It's up to imagination. It's up to your imagination. And that's the fun of these stories, right? Now, I will tell you guys a little story that has nothing to do with any of these. This is a story that I know growing up. You ready? In all families, right? We have these stories that you grew up with. Uh, I'm pretty sure maybe you have some stories, right? Of tales of who know ghosts or sounds or noises. I'm gonna tell you one of them myself. Growing up, um, I uh, I used to visit my grandmother, and she has a very big home, and I mean a very big home. It's two story. We used to live there, in fact, and uh, it was so big that during the winter, you cannot get that home warm enough with heaters going on and everything. And at every corner, in every hallway, I get scared. I think I told my, my family this, and it's because of a story that I grew up with. When I was little, uh, my family used to send pretty much all of their, uh, their the grandchildren, you can say. I come from a big family. My family, um, very uh, traditionally, speaking had a lot of kids and a lot of grandchildren well all the grandchildren including me went to the house and well in order to keep us downstairs because this home is a two-story home they used to tell us that we shouldn't go upstairs because my grandmother's mother was upstairs and none of us ever understood what that meant i don't think any of us really knew that she was implying that her dead mother was upstairs. Well, we never uh, we never knew this until we got a little older. But essentially, when my grandmother's mother passed away, um, one of my cousins allegedly saw her upstairs in her resting her one of her final resting uh, places, uh, and she asked her for water. And when she brought her water. The lady was no longer there. There throughout the years, people would say that whenever they slept in that room, they would see a figure at night. And the reason you would be able to see it is because the home is positioned in a way where the moonlight, because they have such gigantic windows, these really big windows, uh, the moonlight comes in very clearly, but it comes in just enough to create silhouettes. Well, I will tell you that uh, in one of the rooms that I did not want my kids to sleep when we were living there for a while, um, it was because of that. Because that was the room that everybody used to see her at night when the lights were off. Uh, It's probably one of those things, right? One of those stories that you hear growing up, but I never forgot it. And uh, to this day, when I visit that home, I, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw my pants, very, very lightly. <laughs> no, it's in the room next door. 
And my wife's like, it's not where we were staying, right? Because I remember seeing, cierto, ni sabe. Probably made this whole thing up right now. She's like, I saw something. I saw it too. So that's one story. But let me tell you one more story. And that is a story that I think it has been retold many different ways. The last story that I have for you guys is one that I read, I'm sure, in a book at one point some time back. And it's one of those stories as a kid, right around my kid's age, that I think I never forgot. Uh, it starts like this. Uh, coming home, uh, I don't remember the character name, so we're just going to name this character Bob. Bob, coming home from work on a rainy night, was very tired. Uh, but he needed, he needed to get home. On his way home, he saw a boy standing outside right underneath a dim light oh what was i guess makes this a little bit more scary and unusual is that it was a day that it was raining and it was raining very heavily and i mean heavily uh according to the story i remember reading there was even lightning and heavy winds and you know it was all sorts of crazy but here again was this boy a boy that probably was no older than maybe six, seven years old. So what was a child doing outside under those conditions? Bob naturally felt guilty and decided to pull over. And he asked the boy, Boy, what are you doing here? What are you doing out here? The boy, sniffling and crying, said, I'm, I'm waiting for my mommy. Said, your mommy, do you know where you live? The boy said, yes, nodding up and down. Bob said, get in the car, I'll, I'll take you there. Come on, don't be afraid. And the little boy hopped in the car. After closing the door, Bob asked the boy, what were you doing out there? How do I get to your home? The boy said, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember. I, I just I just remember being in the car with my mom and, and then and then I woke up there. You woke up there? Yeah. Well that's that's awfully strange. Okay, well where do you live? If you keep going, I, I can tell which house it is. It's actually not far from here. Bob drove. No more than uh, just a, a few blocks. The boy said, it's here. I live here. And Bob said, oh, okay, well, go ahead, get on, and, and I'll, I'll wait here until until you get to your doorstep. And the little boy said, oh, okay, well, thank you, mister. Thank you so much. The little boy hops off the car, walks to his home, runs up the few steps, and then Bob feels, okay, the boy is safe. Bob was so tired, he just wanted to get home. So he also drove off, eager to get to bed. The next morning at work, Bob couldn't felt to just remember that little boy's face. What was he doing? He was so pale, he was so cold out there. Bob had to make sure that the boy was okay, he didn't get any kind of hypothermia. So as soon as the shift was over, he, he vowed to make sure he stopped at that boy's house. He was sure he could remember the house. 
soon as Bob was out of work, he drove, just as he said, to the boy's home. Hopped off his car, walked up the same steps, knocked on the front door, but no one would answer him. He waited, knocked again, and just as Bob was about to leave, the door creaked open. Can I help you? The woman's voice said. Oh, I'm sorry, miss. I, I don't mean to cause any trouble. I I'm just, I I'm, I'm curious, that's all. The woman continued and said, Okay, how can I help you? Uh, last night, I maybe maybe it was your son. I uh, I just wanted to know, is he okay? The woman opened the door fully to reveal herself. What do you mean? As she stepped out of the door with a cane. Uh, yeah, I, I dropped off a, a boy here late last night. A boy? Yes. Uh, maybe six or seven years old at, at, at most. I don't know, yay high? As Bob signals how high the boy was, not very tall. Mister, you must be some kind of crazy. And cruel, I tell you. I'm sorry, miss. I, I really don't mean any, to cause any trouble. I just want to know if the boy is okay. Did he, does he live here? There's no boy here. I, I'm sure he, I'm sure he, it, it, he was here. I dropped him here last night. He was wearing a red jacket, blue jeans. I want to say that, that he even had uh, green eyes, brown hair. That boy you're describing, mister, was my son and he died when I crashed my vehicle just a few blocks from here. Bob was speechless. Bob did what many people have been known to do, which is deliver the spirit to where it goes or where it wants to go. That is it. And I remember in as much these as I can and the rest I added. I don't know if it was Bob. Probably know it was Michelangelo. His name was Michelangelo. Mike. I don't know. But that was the story. I read that story when I was at a school called Balboa. And it creeped the hell out of me. Every boy in that little school, I thought was a ghost. I walked around for like a wee touch and people were like, people were like, ¿Qué, hey, Jonathan, ¿qué estás haciendo? I was like, are you real? ¿Estás aquí? Do you want to go home with your mommy? Get this. I mean, I got to like two referrals for that. Kept telling people I wanted to get them home as well. So yeah, that's it, guys. That's it for today. Just a very quick show. Just a couple laughters, uh, maybe, you know. Just a couple, a couple spooks. Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. That was it for today. Have a have a great Halloween. Uh, I hope you guys are safe out there. I don't think many people are going to be going out. But if you do, uh, be safe. Please stay safe. Make sure you watch out for your kiddos. And uh, yeah, until, uh, until Monday. See ya.